social media is good if you're using it and you're not suppressed. But if you have something that's not allowed and then you continually get flagged and censored, well, then that's entirely different. When you are censored for speaking truth, you know there's a problem. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. I'm your co-host, Amber Archer. And with me today, as usual, is my husband, Mark Archer. The husband of husband and wife (laughs) team. Oh, so those of you who may not know us, we are a husband and wife filmmaking team who started a filmmaking ministry, taking our decades long careers in filmmaking and decided we were going to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And here we are, uh, made our first film, Inwood Drive, and now working on our second film, The Mind Polluters. So you want to tell tell everybody what Inwood Drive was all about? Well, first and second films. Under this ministry. Under this ministry, yes, yes I should say. We've done many before. <laughs> but yes, with this new venture. Uh, what our new film is about? Mm, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Well, first tell everybody what Inwood Drive is about. Okay, Inwood Drive is the story of how a community came together and shut down the local abortionist without the aid of the Supreme Court, without the aid of state and federal legislators. And it just so happens that it was the same abortionist who made national and international headlines uh, about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Ulrich George Klopfer, who died suddenly, and then they discovered that he was hoarding 2,411 dead babies in his garage and in his car. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that we had started working on this film uh, about a year and a half before that. Mm-hmm. And we actually interviewed George. Yep. In Sat down in his clinic with him and interviewed him for the film. And uh, we found ourselves in the odd position when he died of being the only ones who had ever talked to him. Yep. And we were the only ones that had ever recorded an interview with him. And so yeah. it made for, for about 32 seconds, it made us very popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good to know. Well, and interestingly enough, this Saturday, so if you are in the Fort Wayne, Indiana area, mm-hmm. this Saturday is the March for Life yeah. with the Right to Life, Northeast Indiana. And I would highly encourage, if you are able to go, go out and march with them. We are very Mm pro-life. And um, they're actually going to have uh, the abortionist abortionist Klopfer's brother-in-law as the keynote speaker. And he was actually the one who found the babies in the garage during the clean-out. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating time um, to go and listen and hear some of the other sides of the pro-life battle. Yeah, we actually had some interesting interactions with him and with the neighbors uh, mm-hmm. who lived next door and in the neighborhood with Klopfer who were helping with that whole thing. Because um, George Klopfer was a, a hoarder. So yeah, oh my word. His, they just released photographs of what his garage and home looked like and how he was storing these fetal remains. We'll leave links to all this stuff for you guys in the show notes. Yeah, really, really disturbing but Mm -hmm. anyway so that's inwood drive and there's a companion book yeah as well it's really the rest of the story there's so much to the story of klopfer that we couldn't fit into the film one of the main things in the book uh the companion book 
that really I think makes it compelling and something that you should read along with watching the film is the whole story of Klopfer's family and how, yeah. how they came here. Yeah. And it's all part of the, the CIA's program back in World War II called Operation Paperclip. His mm-hmm. dad was a Nazi scientist. Yeah. And he was, the whole family was brought over by the U.S. Army. Yeah. To work on DOD projects, and it's it's just too bizarre to be believed, but right. it's all true. You know, it's it's all really incredible because we spent two years, two and a half years of our life researching and documenting and producing this film, mm-hmm. and now here we are. Now that that project is done, and we just really felt the Lord commissioning us to the next. So, <laughs> right. so now we're moving on to the mind polluters. The mind polluters. Can you give everybody a a quick <laughs> It's not it's not it's really not quick because you know during this research process so when did we start this So we really started well the the first thing that we filmed for the mind polluters was back in October Yeah and um when you start a documentary of, uh, of any sort you uh, you go, when it's an investigative documentary you go into it Believing that you know in general what the storyline is, um, or I should say what the subject matter is. Right. The storyline reveals itself as you go. As you interview people, right. yeah. Because you don't really script documentaries. You mm-hmm. go and you collect. So the, the first stage in an investigative documentary is you do your, your interviews with people. Uh, and, you know, we don't, we don't tell them what to say. We we will talk to them beforehand and then we'll ask them questions beforehand and then we'll say, okay, let's, we want to talk to you about this and this and this, mm-hmm. but we don't guide the conversations. We just say, you know, tell me about this and tell me about that because each person has something, some particular story element to add. So it, the film is about comprehensive sex education and social emotional learning in our school system, but Whoa, it goes way deeper. Oh, than it that. goes so much deeper. I mean, you have to you have to understand the history of this. How did we get to this point? Who's been behind it? What are they doing? What it is? And how do we overcome? And how do we overcome it? Yeah. And so that's why you know when when you say what is it about? It's it's hard to quantify at all, especially at the moment while we're still recording, we're still filming and collecting mm-hmm. interviews, which is fun because. We were just in Texas. We were in Texas. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes. Uh, odd. Moving it, on to the next was, part of the show. It was show. odd. Yes. So yeah, as if you if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. So we actually reside in Northeast Indiana. Uh huh. And so here, you know, it's January and it's cold. And there's snow. There's a little bit of snow there's on the ground, right? But when we left, there was no snow on the <laughs> ground. It was just cold. Okay. And, thought, and, and for somebody who's never been to Texas, okay, <laughs> you have this idea that Texas is always warm. <laughs> okay. I'll just. Can I also point out? <laughs> now, I've been to Texas a few times, right? And I've been to Waco before. Okay. I've never even been past illinois you know that's as, that's as far west as i've ever been to indiana whereas your husband has been around the globe right, right? i've been to africa and europe and russia um making movies and california and you know lots, you've been out lots there. of california yeah but yes yeah, so, i mean i i've been to dallas and i've been to uh-huh. el paso and i've been i've been in the southwest and i've been to waco 
And not that I expected everyone to be wearing cowboy hats and, and with spurs on their boots, right? But I was the only one down there. I wear, I'm a Tilly man, right? So I, I'm not, I don't wear a cowboy hat, but I wear a Tilly. Which with is a, with, with my boots, which is a full brim hat and uh, kind of an outback hat, right? And I was the only one <laughs> in Waco wearing boots and a full brim hat. And I... I was. I just had to point that out. So that was that was sort of your takeaway. That that was not mine. Like I didn't well, even that care was about one that. of my takeaways. Mine was the weather. <laughs> oh my gosh! Describe the weather in Waco, <laughs> you guys. Okay, so our our day of filming was great. It was probably mid sixties. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful weather, and that's what I kind of expected in January, Texas, to be really right, pretty right. weather. Because you're pretty far south. Yeah, and then. In the morning, it's snowing. <laughs> and I'm not talking a little bit of snow. Oh, no. I'm talking, we are just getting covered. I mean, Texas-sized snow. They were, <laughs> right, they say everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. These snowflakes, you guys, mammoth. Oh, my snow. word, it was it was four or five inches. Yeah, they called four to six inches, eight in some inches, in some spots. So, wow. I thought, yeah. well, we just, I could have stayed home for this. Yeah. Like, well, what's what was really funny to us being from the north, and I listen, I get it. You don't if you don't get snow very often, then you don't need salt trucks, you don't need plows, right? Here we're used to driving in snow and ice, and and that the roads will be taken care of when yeah. stuff like that happens. You figure, well, the main roads will be fine because the salt trucks would have been out all oh night. Oh my gosh. Not so. Not the case. Not so. <laughs> down there, it's just like every like the whole place is shut down. Like nobody went anywhere. Unfortunately, <laughs> we had a we had a an SUV with four so, wheel drive. So it was, drive. It was so, good. And we went adventuring. Yeah. Right. It's not a big deal to us. We just put it in four and just go. Right. It's no big deal. We're going. Where is everybody? And I laugh because it's like being in L.A. when it rains. Yeah. If Never you're been in, there. If you're in L.A. and it rains, it. they all freak out. Right. Ah. <laughs> there is water falling from the sky. So yeah. So our our trip and and we we collected three interviews while mm-hmm. we were there. We had people from all over Texas actually come to us because we were kind of central mm-hmm. while we were in Waco. So that was that was really nice. And wow, I just cannot wait to share with you guys these conversations that we've had. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happening. It really is in. The schools. I have to share one more story, too, that we actually, instead of a hotel, we got an Airbnb. First time. First time Airbnb. First first time Airbnb ever. But tell everybody what our Airbnb was. Okay, so it was super cool. I was looking for hotels for us to stay at while in Waco. Mm -hmm. and Because we're a family of five. And so this is like our first family missions trip right (laughs) like if i gotta say anything i've never been on a missions trip but i'm gonna tell you this was one of my missions trips (laughs) and i say thank you lord like it was a great fruitful time but anyway so i was looking for a place for us to stay family of five and this airbnb popped up and it was a house from the show fixer upper so it was a remodel of chip and joanna Gaines. (laughs) So, <laughs> so that was cool. But what they don't tell you in the description is you will have tour buses. Oh, my gosh. That was <laughs> like hilarious. Three times a day, there'd be Waco tours. Yeah. Come fun, by. fun 
fun what was it fun tours or fun something tour, yeah like that. they would come by and they'd stop and, and everybody, everybody points be, and point takes and pictures takes pictures of the of the house not of us right we just happened to be in there <laughs> and that was odd yeah but it was fun yeah being being a stop on the star tours yeah but you realize it has nothing to do with you but they it, it was it was interesting it, it was, was really neat to see i i think just to see a whole new division in that economy mm-hmm. come to life mm-hmm. because you know had had though had you know chip and joanna and they didn't have the success with the fixer upper show i mean that's a whole new industry mm-hmm. for that community and it's just really cool to see how yeah. it, how it's getting built up and we went went one morning and had coffee at the side is it called the silos um i no, it was uh magnolia press oh magnolia press which yeah. is part of that whole yeah which complex. is part of the whole complex yeah so it was that was cool to see yeah. that i mean it was but you know it was cold i mean come on you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> note to self take your coat with you because uh. we left our coats at home <laughs> i'm just gonna say this is true we are so grateful for the prayers and financial support of each of you who have given generously already to help make this film possible and there is still so much left to do as we have only just begun so if you'd like to help us share the truth about the dangerous comprehensive sex ed and social emotional learning agenda attacking our children through the classroom instruction you can help us by going to fearlessfeatures.org forward slash give to help us produce this urgently important film and so that We can inform parents, grandparents, and lawmakers everywhere. Because, you guys, we must stand and protect our children. And we do feel a real urgency, especially with everything that's been happening right now, which leads us to what we were wanting to talk about today, which is getting off of social media. Yes. And so let me just throw this in here, and I'll throw it in again and leave notes in the show notes. We have talked about censorship and suppression before, Mm -hmm. and it was a whole reason why at the beginning of the year, you know, in mid-December, we had to switch our email provider because they were talking about how they were going to start just censoring at will whatever they deemed inappropriate. Right. So this was our our email newsletter. Right. Because we send out a monthly newsletter to stay connected to people. Well, so so we we, we were using MailChimp. Right. And so we went to constant contact. Mm -hmm. And so we've been figuring that out. And I would just like to add that now, you know, easier than ever, you can sign up for our newsletter. You can just text. We are fearless all one word, to 22828. Again, that's We Are Fearless. It's all one word, to 22828. And you can sign up for our monthly newsletter there. Oh, that's cool. I forgot that you had set that up. Yeah. 22828. Mm-hmm. We Are Fearless, all yep. one word. Yep. Then you get a, a text back. And and then you sign up with your email, and then you're good to go. You're added to our email then list. Then you're on our email list because, because we are no longer on social media. We dumped all the mainstream social media. The drive to Texas mm-hmm. was so refreshing. I did not realize how much I needed a break mm-hmm. and time away. And once we got there, we realized, wow, this is not where our people are. This is not, I mean, think about social media today. If you're still on Facebook and Twitter and, you know, even YouTube, Instagram. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just wiped them all out. We're like, forget it. And you know why? Because they need us. We don't need them. Right. And we'll talk about that. But go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were talking about it and just the realization how much social media has made us kind of lazy and Mm -hmm. complacent 
in sharing the gospel. You know, we look and we research and the people who we went down to interview in Texas and an interview on camera, we've also spoke with them on the phone, Mm -hmm. uh, via email or on the podcast. Now, it is entirely one thing to speak with somebody that way. It's completely different when you sit down and have a personal face-to-face conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think it was it was just that realization of wow, I think we're we are really missing some people with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Well, and w- one of the conversations we had on the way down was uh, you know, we're we're part of the generation that remembers life before the internet oh, yeah. certainly <laughs> before social media yeah, so we didn't right? care <laughs> we're i mean i'm a we're gen xers right i mean we grew up in the 80s and i've always looked at social media in particular as i think this is kind of this is kind of backwards mm-hmm. uh, because i see a lot of people that are social media stars but they spend all of their time on trying to have the appearance like they do something other than you know, stage photos and things like that f- simply for social media. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I've always just looked at, especially people who are, you know, quote unquote influencers in the, in the filmmaking world online. And I just think, but what do you actually do? Yeah. And I think, and that's, and that's where it goes to, you know, when we started, when we started this ministry, I remember we thought social media was where we were going to reach people. Mm-hmm. And, that that may be true to an extent. Social media is good if you're using it and you're not suppressed. Right. But if you have something that's not allowed mm-hmm. and then you continually get flagged and censored, well, then that's entirely different. When you are censored for speaking truth, you know there's a problem. Yeah. And we talked about this even a few weeks ago. My my page in particular, and they, they just, they weren't even secret about it they said (laughs) you say things that we don't like and we're limiting your page's reach i used to you know i would post something and you could see how many people you had reached and it was in the thousands and it dropped to like two yeah and listen i that's not i don't have anything to sell on social media right Right. I, i just so i looked at it and i thought you know while I like, I love having the interaction with people and I, and I feel like I, I, I made some friends through social media. The truth is that you're in an environment that you can't control anymore. Mm-hmm. And when they start, and it wasn't even things that just in, in the case of my page, it wasn't even things that I was saying. It was, I would post a link from a, a, an outside news source. Yeah. And you'd get flagged and they'd delete and then they'd put, you know, marks against your page. And at a certain point, you just go, uh, I don't need this. Well, and, and it was one thing that, that you and I had talked about. And I just said, you know, would we ever advise our children to stay in a bad relationship? Never. And when you really look at how much time you spend on social media, mm-hmm. it, it, become, it can really become a relationship. And... I would never tell my kids, yes, let people come in and say the most hateful, awful, degrading things to you. And when you look at the businesses who have been attacked for being pro-life, for example, because I we have quite a pro-life friends who mm-hmm. 
are just attacked relentlessly. And I thought, if we had a brick and mortar storefront, would we let people come and graffiti the outside of our storefront the no. way that these people are on online? We That would not be allowed. Why do we allow this into our lives? Mm-hmm. You know? The Lord says, think about things that are pure, <laughs> things yeah. that are good. Yeah. This is, these are not things that are good or pure. Yeah. And think listen, about such things. And I listen, mean, these people, these people that run these tech companies, I don't know how else to say it other than, you know, they, they are not secret about this anymore. If you are a Christian, if you are pro-life, if you are conservative in your political beliefs, they they don't just dislike you. They hate you. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. They hate you and they don't want you to even be allowed to speak. Why? Why? Fine. Then I will go and speak somewhere else. You know what? I don't need Facebook. No. I don't need YouTube. I don't need Twitter. I, I've never liked Twitter. I always thought it was stupid. <laughs> so I had no problem with that one at all. Uh, you can live without it. You know, and, and it's interesting because I have a friend who has is is not never has been on social media Mm -hmm. and she and i have conversations all the time and she'll send me you know text messages we we talk a lot on text and phone and our families get together but it was interesting the drive to texas before we made the decision to leave all of the social media platforms Mm -hmm. because i kept thinking about my friend and i thought it's not worth it and because she has she has asked me from time to time, you know, what where are you getting your news sources from? Because she you know, we're all trying to keep up with what's going on. It is it's scary what's happening in the world it today. Really is. And, you know, there are just a handful of news outlets that we have found mm-hmm. to be reporting well. And I'm just going to share those with you guys. We're going to leave them in the show notes. You know, take it. If you guys have a, a good news source. That you're that you found because there are so many like you are seeing so many independent media outlets popping up now, mm-hmm. uh, and and of, and, and everybody and again they're still trying to be censored. And listen, do not discount them because you've never heard of them. Right. The reason why they're popping up, the same reason why we are producing a film like The Mind Polluters and Inwood Drive independently of studios. Mm-hmm. independently of big finance. It'll never get done. It's because it'll never get That's done. Right. And these people, there are people like Cheryl Atkinson, who mm-hmm. was huge name at CBS. And she said, and she's not even really a self-professed conservative or, no. or Christian, but she's an honest journalist, investigative reporter. And she saw what was happening and she said, enough, I'm out. And now she's at Just the News. She writes for Just the News. So we we follow Just the News mm-hmm. and the Daily Caller, the Epoch Times. Are there any others? The Daily Wire sometimes. The Daily Wire sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cheryl Atkinson.com yeah. is a good one. And Sarah Carter. Uh, I think it's sarahacarter.com. She's if you if you search her you'll find her. So she's she's a Fox contributor. Mm. She started I don't know where she started but but she used to be on The Blaze. She she did the show um for the record. Oh, I didn't it's know that. Probably 10 years ago. Yeah. And she's really good. She's and she's got a podcast as well. Um I think the point is to to Find the sources that you trust and follow them directly. If they've got a newsletter, get on their newsletter. And support them. I mean, support them. These 
listen, we're all trying to make sure that the truth is told. Yeah. So I, I heard a guy on call into the Rush Limbaugh show a couple weeks ago, and there was a guest host. And this guy called in and he was complaining about mainstream media. They're all biased, blah, blah, blah. Okay, tell us something we don't know. And the and the the host took it right to him and he said, well, let me ask you a question. Do you have cable? <laughs> and the guy said, well, of course I do. And he said, why are you writing a check every month? to CNN. Oh yeah. And to MSNBC. I know it's like we just canceled our Disney Plus account. Right. Why? It, you know. Stop giving them your money. You know what? I love The Mandalorian, uh-huh. right? I really liked the Disney Plus channel to an extent, but the garbage that they're starting to put on there, I'm not putting up with it. You yeah. know what? I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I got Star Wars ships on the shelf. Yeah. I can live without it. Yeah. Because I am not exposing my children to that. Well, if you if you have a cable subscription, cancel it. Turn yeah. it off. You, you what you don't understand is that the the reason that networks like CNN and MSNBC who are tanking in the ratings, nobody's watching them anymore and we say, how is it that they're able to still stay afloat? It's because if they're in the cable package, they all get a share of the money that you pay every month, right? If you, mm-hmm. Because if you ever tried to, you know, say, well, I want to you know, go to the cable company and say, I want this channel, this channel, but not this channel. No, you can buy this package with these channels or this package with these channels. You can't just delete channels that you don't want. Right. And that's why even the basic cable channels they all have the the junk in them they all have cnn they all have msnbc they all have all these mainstream liberal networks and that's how they're getting paid despite being failing they have nobody watching them but they're still getting paid like they are so if you want to help put an end to it turn off the cable right we haven't had cable television in 10 years we have internet but you don't have to buy the whole package and have cable television. So stop giving them your money. Yeah. So if you find an independent news source or media or even ministries mm-hmm. like ours, you know, the your local pro-life, your local uh, pregnancy resource center, benevolence ministries, there are so many people who need your help. They need your help. They need your support. Mm-hmm. They need you to be their disciples, if you will, and tell other people about what they're doing. We're the same way, and there are so many others out there. So vote with your feet, vote with your wallet. And I, I, I just can't emphasize enough. You do not need Facebook. Facebook needs you. You don't need Twitter. Twitter needs you. You don't need Instagram. Instagram needs you. See, they they exist and they make their billions by selling you to advertisers. Yeah. And and let me just remind everybody, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and what is acceptable and perfect. We got to stop. We got to stop watching the garbage. We got to mm-hmm. stop reading the, the things that are not true yeah. and take a stand for truth and for for what the Lord wills. Absolutely. 
So I have a somewhat unrelated thing, but I wanted to finish with this. Okay, you can close with that. This is a little poem that I found. It was in a book called Leadership Prayers that was given to me by my friend, Pastor Bob Yalberg. And it's called Listen, Christian, written by Bob Rowland. I was hungry, and you formed a humanities club and discussed my hunger. Thank you. I was imprisoned, and you crept off quietly to your chapel in the cellar and prayed for my release. I was naked, and in your mind you debated the morality of my appearance. I was sick, and you knelt and thanked God for your health. I was homeless, and you preached to me of the spiritual shelter of the love of God. I was lonely, and you left me alone to pray for me. You seem so holy, so close to God, but I'm still very hungry and lonely and cold. So where have your prayers gone? What have they done? What does it profit a man to page through his book of prayers when the rest of the world is crying for his help? Mm. And I read that and I just thought, if you are a Christian, if you identify, uh, name the name of Christ, our job, and this goes to getting out away from the distraction of social media. Mm -hmm. Our job is not to be arguing with people. We're to be the hands and feet of Christ. It's to be the hands and feet of Christ. Turn it off for a week and see how much more you can get done for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it it goes to um, the podcast last week with Christy Stutzman. Mm -hmm. And one of the things somebody said to her was, where is the church? And she just looked at him and said, we are the church. Mm-hmm. We are here. So church, it is time to rise up and take care of the needs of people around you. And stop convincing yourself that you need to live in the cesspool to understand the people in the cesspool. Yeah. You can't help people out of the cesspool if you're in it yourself. You have got to get yourself out. Get off of social media. You can do it. We did. And you know what? The Lord will provide other ways. You know, there's these things called telephones. <laughs> <laughs> and you can pick them up and you can call people. And you can talk to them. Or you can you can send them an email or, or a letter. Or you could go and sit down with them and actually talk. Mm-hmm. Right? Instead of death scrolling. You can do it. Past their status and liking it and moving on. Yeah, you, you can, can do, do it. it. You can do it. So again, if you guys, if you want to join our newsletter, you can text "We Are Fearless" to two two eight two eight to sign up, and we would love to have you on our list. So we will talk to you guys again on Thursday. Thank you for joining us. Have a blessed day. Mm-hmm.